to Raising Remarkable Teenagers podcast, where we look all over the world and bring you some of the most amazing guests, right? And today, guys, right, listen in. Today, we've got Shelley Howard, and we're going to be talking about how you, listen to this, this is so exciting for me how you can send your kids to college right without losing your mind or losing your money guess who's interested in this I am I am all ears and I'm sure you're all ears and I'm not gonna talk so much because I'm, I'm as you can hear I'm excited initially welcome 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 and we are so happy to have you so take it away (laughs) thank you so much for having me i look forward to supporting you and your mission oh thank you thank you so much so i just want you to tell us what's your backstory how did you come up with this i mean we we want to know how did you come up with this i know you've told me behind the curtain you've told me your story a little bit of it but I would like you to tell our lovely parents how you came to this point where you can show us because I believe you're a hundred percent qualified to show us how we can send our kids to college without losing our mind and losing our money Absolutely. So the story actually started because of my why. My my why was my eighth grader Mm -hmm. and he came home from school and he says, Mom, I know exactly what I want to do when I grow up. And I'm like, really? Because there's a lot of adults who still don't know. Mm -hmm. And he smiled and he says, yeah, I want to be a brain surgeon. I want to go to a top tier school. like most parents, I smiled and my eyes got big and I'm thinking, how in the world am I going to help him do this? Yeah. And so I made it my mom's mission to figure it out. At the time, I was a single mom. Mm-hmm. And so I knew even if he got in, I wouldn't be able to afford these top tier schools. So I had double trouble. And so that's where the book came from is it was me. I was losing my mind and I was terrified of losing my money. And so as the story goes, I'll give you the short version. He did exactly what I recommended, which obviously has to be an important piece. I can tell students all day long what it takes to get into a top tier school, but if they don't do it, it doesn't help. So my son actually did it. I went and started touring colleges. I toured about 25 colleges every semester. I went back to school and I got my master's degree. And I I work the system as a business. This is my seventh business that I've started. And all of them have fallen in my lap. I've never really set out. And this one came because I was sitting at his high school graduation. And one of the young people sitting next to me said, dude, I didn't even know that kid was smart. And they were talking about my son. So he was able to get through high school without anybody realizing how truly great of a student he was. He was very normal. He was a student athlete. He was in leadership. 
And when he graduated, he got into seven top tier schools and ended up at Harvard four years for free. And so that's what started my mommy mission to help 1 million families do exactly what I did. And so this is our 13th college application season. And since then, my son went from Harvard to UC San Diego Medical School. Now he is a surgical resident at UCLA. He's gonna be an orthopedic surgeon, or he is. And then I have since, uh, his younger sister graduated debt-free and is a registered nurse uh, for pediatrics. And then my third son, he just left for college. He's a freshman at San Francisco State and I have a high school senior. So when I say I'm truly one of you, I am truly one of you. And I care about this just as much as every parent listening. Wow, this is so profound. You know, this is absolutely amazing. I'm sure like me, all you guys, your ears are going hot because I'm feeling death free, death free and going to a top school my goodness and i'm thinking if shali can do this we sure can do this so we want to hear how exactly did you do it uh, sh should we take it from how you encouraged your young person or your, your kid to actually work because they they have to work to to, to they have to work hard to to achieve that so that then you as a parent can work with them to achieve this, this debt-free status, right? So, so guide us, lead us, lead us, whichever way you want us. We are here, we want to listen. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. So, you know, I get, I get families at every age and you would be surprised. I have families who've contacted me when their children are in preschool. And they're like, what, do, what can we do now to set them up for their future? And I, I tell parents very simply, teach them to love to read. If your student has this desire to go on this journey of education and actually enjoys it, it's so much more fun for the whole family. I will tell you, not all my children are the same. Some love to read and some not so much. And I've watched them each struggle at different points but if you can simply at bath time open up a book or a magazine and put your cell phone inside so they see that you too love to read and not spend all your time on electronics that gives them that desire to be exactly like the person they love the most and so that's what we teach at a very early age then from there about fifth grade and it depends on their maturity but about fifth grade, they start to ask questions. What is college? Why do I want to go to college? Did you go to college? Like they're having all of these, like, I, I don't really understand what this is, but people are starting to talk about it. And so I tell families, obviously it's going to be unique to your situation. For me, I was the first to go to college on both sides of my family. So I had a very different experience to tell my children than my parents did for me. My parents said, I don't know, I think it's a good idea. Hmm. And that was the guidance I got, where I was on a mission to help my children um, make sure that they were picking the right 
right college, right major, and to figure out who they are and why does it matter? Because even if a student gets into the best school and they're not at the right school, it's still not going to be a good fit. So that's when we get into the real preparation. And that starts, we bring students on as early as when they promote from eighth grade. So I know things are a little bit different internationally. I happen to have an exchange student living with us right now from Italy. And so I'm learning firsthand what that school system looks like. As she goes to uh, high school here, she -hmm. comes home and tells us how incredibly different her experience is. And so it's been beautiful for me to see, yes, they're being educated, but they are being educated differently, not better, not worse, but it's up to us parents to fill in the gap because in both educations, there is definitely a gap. And that gap is nobody's talking to them about when you go to college, how will you do it without going into debt? That's the conversation. If a parent is not having that conversation because it's uncomfortable, they don't want to talk about money with their child, then then who is having that conversation? So we at College Ready, we talk about return on investment. We don't believe that every education and every major and every college and every student is the same. And so for a student who wants to go on and go to a, you know, a secondary degree, law, medicine, um, any, any type of M- MBA, PhD, these students have to think about not just their first college, but their second college. Because they, if they go into debt for their first college, will they even want to go to second college? And so these are conversations that nobody is having. And so when I sit down with students, we talk one-to-one just like this, and we don't fill in a bunch of tests. We have conversations that sometimes they simply don't even know. I love to start with, and you may enjoy this with your own children. I asked them if I gave you a million dollars cash and you had 24 hours to spend it, or you had to give it all back, what would you do with it? And you would be surprised. I've had students ask Siri, Siri, what would I do with a million dollars? They don't know. I've had a few students surprise me and say, well, first I'd buy a fixer up or apartment and then I would sell it and then I would buy two and then I'd buy a home and then I'd buy a." So they have this whole vision of their financial strategy. And then I ask what their parents do. And it's obvious that their parents do that type of work, but you get everything in between because in high school, at least in the United States, nobody talks about money or a budget or how they will afford to move out someday. And so they don't understand $300,000 in debt to go to college is truly something they don't comprehend. When I talk about it, they act as if it's just play money. Like there's no concept until I tell them, how long do you wanna work for free? And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, I don't wanna work for free. And I say, that's called debt. And they said, oh, my parents are gonna pay for that. And I say, how long do you want your parents to work for free? And they go, 
I don't want them to work for free either. So there's just no comprehension, but yet parents are allowing their 17 year old to make this financial decision all by themselves sometimes without any guidance. And that's where the problem begins. Wow. So Shelly, I've heard you talk about we as parents being models, right? Modeling the love of learning, the love of reading. So obviously that would have to to begin from, from when they're very young, but most of our parents here are parents of teenagers. So in terms of modeling, for example, if, if they've never if they've never been ones to love reading or if them themselves have not been to to higher education or postgraduate education, how would you recommend this modeling? Because just because we never went to to, to for postgraduate studies doesn't mean we cannot dream for our kids because I'm fortunate that I have been to I, I have been able to undertake postgraduate studies as a psychologist and uh, but I also know other parents who who for whatever reason for whatever variety of reasons have not had those opportunities yet they have these teenagers and we all have dreams some of us have lofty dreams for our young people how can we put ourselves in a position of a model so that we can encourage and empower our young people to still dream and then we can support them to go to those um, to those uh, for, for example in the US you call them Ivy schools and in the UK we call them Russell group you know the, the Russell group universities so oxford and cambridge and, and all those top top of the range it's equivalent to harvard and, and stanford and that so how can we for example if i don't want to give myself as an example because i i would probably not be believable because i have my own postgraduate studies i'm talking about other parents beautiful lovely parents who want their best for their kids but they haven't had that opportunity to to have attended uh, higher education how can we model how can we empower our young people and still support them to to enter those schools yeah so it starts when you start having conversations with your child and and, and you know if you have children they're already at a different time. None of them mature at the same level. So I can't talk an age in particular, but as soon as there's the question, what is college? Why do I need to go to college or university, whatever you wanna call it, that's the most beautiful time. So that's when I started taking my children on college tours. So as part of our family vacation, we happened to go from California to Boston. Well, while we're in Boston learning about our heritage and our history, why not stop into Harvard and walk around this beautiful campus 
and talk to your student about what happens at a beautiful campus like this and how people are given opportunity from being at a beautiful campus like this. And, and it's not about going to school every day and doing studies you don't care for. You get to pick what days you go to university. You get to pick what classes you go to university. And you start to get, you start to open up their understanding that this is not more high school. This is something special. This is something my parents get excited about. This is something that I call it, it's like a carrot and a bunny, right? That that you wave the carrot and the bunny will come. It's the same thing. If you get excited about this opportunity, your child will think this must be something my parents think is a really good idea. And that's the modeling that you can do. And then when you're there, don't just talk about how hard it is to get in, but talk about if if you went, talk about your experience, talk about some of your best friends you met, about what it was like studying late into the evening and how fun that truly was. If you didn't go, then I would talk about how your friends might have gone and how you have dreamt that someday you could send your child there. And then they're living the dream with you. And and it's not, sometimes students, when I talk to them, feel that it's a lot of pressure or a punishment. They must go because they'll let down their parents if they don't go. And that never seems to work to motivate a teenager. You know, as a psychologist, you have to help them see the, the benefit to them and then they're all in. So as soon as it becomes their idea that college is brilliant, oh, they're willing to do just about anything to get there. I love what you said. And actually this reminds me uh, a couple of years ago, my my niece, uh, a girl, a young girl, same age as my daughter, she came to visit us from, from, from Kenya and uh, she's always wanted she, she's she's always wanted to be a doctor and one of the things that we did and it was free actually was actually visit uh, a university in in east anglia in the uk and do you know we went there and we spoke to the i i spoke i, I just asked if we could tour and you will be surprised at how the lecturers, the university are willing to take you round and show you what happens there. And, and you know, this really ignited her and it made her feel, actually, I can be, I can be this, you know, I, I can actually be this. This is something that's actually achievable. Um, my daughter, she oscillates between so many things. She's, she's not sure what she wants to do. At the time she was thinking she wants to be an orthopedic doctor. And then she was thinking, oh, she wants to be a, a pediatric doctor. She, she's all over the place and it's fine. It's fine because um, no kid has to be made to, to decide for life. I mean, most of us, I didn't even know that, I didn't even know my colleague was to become an adolescent psychologist until a couple of years ago. But what I knew was my love of working with teenagers. 
every job ever since I can remember, every job I've ever taken and uh, in all sorts of positions has been a mentoring job, a mentoring and empowering job, you know, in so many settings, including prisons, including young offending institutes, including schools, so many places. I didn't realize that. So what I'm, I'm not suggesting that, as usually as well said, you're not suggesting that we put pressure on our kids. You must decide today that you're going to be a heart surgeon. You know, that's not what we are demanding. But it's, I believe it's about having those conversations that allow them to express what they feel they are more inclined, what their purpose may be. And then going out, for example, that tour we went to, it was free. It, it was a free day out, right? Going to such places, do they want to be artists? There are places they can learn, there are museums, there are all sorts of places. Do they want whatever they want? Even if they want to be a politician, you can ask to go and visit the parliament or something. All these, all these, these places are available. Now, what I'm interested in actually now is we've talked about modeling and how to ignite that love of reading, right? So let's assume now the kid is interested, they are on this, and I'm sure when, when our parents contact you, you'll be able to guide them even deeper onto exactly what to do, because obviously at the moment, we've only got so much time, so we'll be going we won't be going as deeper as we would love to, but when they contact you, you will be able to take them deeper into the details of exactly what to do. So if, uh, if once the kid is interested, right? So how do you as a parent then, then uh, go out and put your foot in and decide, right, my kid wants to go to Stanford. How do I start this process? Of making sure that I don't pay a penny. <laughs> <laughs> so it, there's two buckets to it. There's the bucket of making the student the best version of them, mm-hmm. not making them into somebody they're not, mm-hmm. truly helping them explore who they are, why it matters, and what are their core values. Mm-hmm just really focusing in on that student and and, and the gifts and talents they've been given. The other bucket is the family's financial bucket. Mm -hmm. And that is making sure that their financial house is in order. Mm -hmm. So here in the United States, they have what's called a FAFSA. And that FAFSA looks at your family finances. Mm -hmm. It tells you what they look at and what they don't consider. Understanding that information is huge because what happens is when a student graduates, they look two years back. Most students or most families don't understand that this is considered the second semester of the sophomore year and the first semester of the junior year. So if we're not thinking about this, it will go by and then the parents will be stuck with their current situation. So on the family side of it, we help the family understand how to get their finances in the right place to give their child the best opportunity, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's go back to what the student and the family can do. Mm -hmm. 
So what we do at College Ready is we help focus that student on being the best they can be. And we do that academically, testing, community service, leadership, and extracurricular. So think about it this way. The first time you went to get a job and you had no resume, yeah. you got yeah. very little pay, correct? That's right. Yes. <laughs> right. And then your second job or your second opportunity or your third, and you're starting to build your resume, mm. CV, CV is what they call it, right? Yeah. Um, then all of a sudden you're getting a much bigger paycheck. Yeah, and traction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So think about it like this. College is the hiring. They're the, they're the job you're seeking mm. and you bring them the big resume, the big resume. They want you and they will willing to pay for you. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So in, instead of trying to pick Stanford and a student and fit them into Stanford, it's much better to make the student the best they can be mm -hmm. and then have a strategy of many schools, not just one school. Yeah. You're going to have some dream schools. You're going to have some comfort schools and you're going to have some safety schools. Mm -hmm. And if you strategize it properly, mm -hmm. that gives you the most opportunity to get accepted, mm -hmm. to receive money and to have choices so our, our children are picking applying to college at the beginning of the year they don't even decide to go a whole year later so if you think about how much your teenager changes every year yes you have to be careful that they know exactly what they want at the beginning of the year because by the end of the year they're a lot different. Some of them want to go across the world. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes down to doing it, they're like, wait a minute, that sounds terrifying mm -hmm. or vice versa. So helping students do something they've never done. And sometimes parents have never done this. I know when I applied, I applied to two schools a long time ago. Yeah. And that, that was all I did. Now these students, it's so competitive that the average students apply to 12 universities, some in United States, some internationally. And so they have a, a nice opportunity to choose on where they get accepted and where they wish to attend. And then they can use finances as one of the deciding factors because if they get in their dream school and it will set them up for life, debt or loans may not be difficult, but if they wanna go into a career like women's studies or social services, where there's just not a lot of money, but you do it from the heart, yeah. it may not make sense to go into a, mouse, a massive amount of debt that you can never repay. And so there's there's that that you need to juggle. Yeah, I've just I, I've just heard you say something that, uh, that 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 struck a little bit of my chord. You know, when you say obviously there is those not going into debt for we are assuming here we are thinking about jobs, for example, in women's studies or social services and all that. I actually believe that 
if that's your heart, you can go into it. But have a have a more open mind so that you're not necessarily looking for a job. You can go and be the what I like to to to, to say to young people or and parents. Go and make a trend there. A social service person doesn't need they can work for the the local council or something, but they can also serve from the heart and start their own movement. That that's that's something that that I believe. But I know where you're coming from in terms of, of debt. We're we're thinking in terms of um it may not make sense for you to go if you're going for maybe the pays, I don't know how much it is in the US, but for example, the social services here would probably be something like 26 or 30, something, something like that. But if you're going to go into 60,000 debt for that, that's a bit scary. You know, you're thinking return on investment. Uh-uh, that's not, that doesn't sound really good, right? So I heard you speak about the dream universities. I also heard you speak about comfort universities and also safety universities. So you're not you're not uh, stuck on this is what I must do or this is where I must go. So how can you encourage um, parents and even teenagers to be focused yet flexible? Well, the, the way I explain it to students is this way. The dream school is a dream for every student. We're talking, you know, Oxford, we're talking Harvard, Stanford. Like, there's not one student I've ever had, including my own, that I thought, oh, no problem. They'll get in. Oh, yeah, don't, you know, don't. I promise you, every student. Ha, that's a reach for them. Hmm. And so I let them know, don't don't not dream, keep dreaming, but also have a backup plan. I, I Sometimes I tell families, because most people buy a car at some point in their life. And we, we all have a dream car, right? That, that one we see ourselves in, that we just, we love so much the idea. And then you go to the, the to buy it and you look at the price tag and you're like, well, maybe that car is not the dream yet. Maybe that is my long-term dream. So maybe I need a car in between that. And sometimes I tell students, maybe that comfort school is your undergrad and maybe the dream school is your grad. So don't. it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It has to make sense. So I tell students this way, if the return on investment and you get in the dream school is there, absolutely do it. But if the 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 um, the fit is you get in to the dream school and you pick a major that will take five, 10 years to pay back your student debt, that may not be the best fit for you at this time. And if you want to get a secondary degree, which diploma do you put on the wall? I have my son's Harvard diploma behind me and I have his med medical school diploma behind me. 
how would I choose which one to go on the wall? I would pick the one that you're most proud of. That's what I would put on the wall. So really think about what investment are you going to make? Like when you buy a home, you, you buy something of significance, you need to think about the, do I want this size mortgage for the rest of my life? Do I willing to go up maybe a little smaller house or a little further away from, you know, town? These are the, the things that, that people need to consider instead of just saying, but this is the best school. It may not be the best fit academically, socially, and financially for the family. Wow. But those, those are the ideas and the decisions you would normally help parents to, to, to evaluate, isn't it? I suppose in this, um, in your course, college, college ready, those are some of the ideas you'd help parents to unpick because there is a lot to unpick there. I can hear it. I, I mean, I'm getting really ignited as you can see, but I'm also aware that we need to go deeper because every child, every teenager, every young person is different. But the one main line that I heard you speak about, and I, I know it's resonated with me so deeply, was preparing the young person to, to be a fit for whatever these people are looking for, right? Correct. That's what I'm hearing. So it's reading our young people. It's like it's it's for example. I, I like I liken this as, as as a kid. Maybe the kid wants to be a professional footballer. You you can't wait. You can't wait until uh, until uh, until the club comes to you. You have to be practicing every day. You've got to bust your backside. You've got to show up. You've got to practice those skills and then you've got to enter even the most challenging situations so that when that person is at this level you're at this level and they're thinking i can see that yeah i mean i'm thinking in terms i like most parents know here i like to think think in terms of of, of vibration and, and and here is what i mean we want to tune ourselves. We want to tune up. For example, you know the Ivy League are on 100.10 FM, right? So we've got to tune ourselves to that so that when we're 110, we can hear each other. We can hear each other. You can't vibrate. You can't be tuned at 89.10 and expect that 100.10 is hearing you. People who are tuned on 100, they won't, they just won't hear us, you know? So mm -hmm. that's the one thing I really picked up. And it's about encouraging, empowering, and, and helping them to focus on what it is that they want to be. I mean, <laughs> I know someone like Les Brown says that, that, uh, 
shoot for the moon even if you don't land in the moon you will land among the stars right so that dreaming that focus it's something that we need to encourage our young people to hone in on now shaili i want you know you've given us so much information and i know we can't cover everything today but i want you to tell us how can all these parents find you where where can we find you for more information because this is just simply profound well thank you the best place to start is actually our website and that's collegereadyplan.com i put the plan in there because like you alluded to there has to be a plan so you can be college ready but if you don't have a plan you're still not really ready so if you go to www.collegereadyplan.com i'm also on every social media platform as college ready or college ready plan and if you are interested in the best selling book how to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money you can go on amazon i believe it's 14.95 it's not a huge investment and it's a great place to start because i i give you the things you need to be doing just to hit the 80% mark if you want to go above that obviously it's going to take another amount of work but we help students one to one all over the globe and it is my honor to be here thank you so much oh thank you thank you so much so guys grab a hold of shali please and go to collegereadyplan.com or grab the, the book it's on amazon you said is it called college ready plan as well The book is how to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money. There you go. How to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money. You can find it on Amazon and what I'll do, I am going to put a link on here if you're if you're watching or if you're listening, but you've heard it. Go to Amazon, grab this book how to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money or go to college plan i mean collegereadyplan.com and let's keep learning and um i am you know i am just so so excited now what we always do with our guests our lovely guests is before we let you go <laughs> we squeeze exactly three strategies or three snippets or three steps that parents can take today today to make their young people or to support because you can't make anyone anything to help their young people become college ready just three simple steps Step 1 ask your student your child 10 things they're passionate about. Mhm. Step 2 ask them if they would like to go and tour a college with you. Mhm. And step 3 be their advocate and make sure that they're taking the right classes, getting the right help. 
such as tutoring and support them as they try to navigate this process. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Ask them 10 things that they, they, they like. I mean, so you're trying to establish what is it that comes easily to them? So of trying to establish what's your purpose? What's your, what really makes you motivated? What beats your heart, right? And then the next thing you recommended is take action. Go into colleges, right? And then the third thing I heard you, if I got you very correctly, is, is supporting them, yeah? Supporting them in, um, exactly how did you put it? How I got it in my mind is um, support them to, you know, like, 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 can you, can you just bring, I know what I want to say, but I'm not sure. <laughs> the third one. What I, what I said and, and what I believe is you need to be their advocate. You, sure. if, I, if you find out that they're not able to take a class that, that they need, please step up and speak to the adults and say, help me understand why, why can you not get this for my child instead of just letting things happen to them. So really being there for them to support them, not push them, but if they're, I want to take AP, you know, or IB and they don't get it. It's okay to ask why, why didn't they get it? And, and, how can they get it right so you're supporting them to actually be in positions where they are strategically positioned for whatever it is that they want uh, whatever college they want to go to right so Correct. i got it i got it in my mind i wasn't able to actually articulate it but i am so so thankful i am so so thankful and i'm sure loads of parents here have really benefited from you just being here and and hearing there is there is hope you know there is hope and more importantly there is something that we can do and this is so reassuring because here at raising remarkable teenagers we bring parents extremely useful information and we also remind parents that without action, we cannot have transformation. So we've got brilliant information that you've given us. And that's why we squeeze some of these things from you. So that, because we want parents to take action because it's in taking action on that information that we get the transformation that we need. So we are so, so thankful so have you got any last minute words before we finish this Shelley? enjoy every minute of being a parent you know as i see my high school seniors in our program leave for college and i've spent four years with them i would just say as parents just enjoy those last four years i know they can be naughty but they, they're just trying to figure out life and just love them and enjoy every moment. Wow. There you have it. There you have it. Thank you everyone for gracing us with your presence. And uh, 
I do do encourage you to go look out for 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 that book on Amazon and uh, go to the website collegereadyplan.com and from all of us here at raising remarkable teenagers we wish you all the best as you take action on the information that you have received so that you can have the transformation that you so deserve you and your family deserve so until next time it's bye from us bye now bye bye thank you thank you